0: Everybody. Welcome back to the Let Out Podcast. It's me, Mary Hannah, Me, IFF.
1: And me, Wanipa.
0: Woo! 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 Woo, woo, So today, y'all, we are going to be continuing with Season 4 and the theme we've got going on about religion and religious questions. Um, and we received a bunch of, I guess, questions and comments to our Google Anonymous form last year. So we're going to be covering quite a few of those. Um, but yeah, we're super excited to talk about it and answer y'all's questions. And we hope that this episode... Um, is insightful and is a blessing
2: to those who ask but of course first we're going to start with a word of prayer. Dear Lord we thank you for allowing us to um, answer the questions that have been on people's hearts. Lord we pray that you help us that we never run out of questions with you and just want to know more and more of you lord as we pray concerning people's questions about deconstructing their faith and having faith questions lord we pray that ultimately that you'll be the answer to their questions in jesus name Mm -hmm. and lord you pray that you give us the wisdom and the words to say that we not we need anyone astray in jesus name we've prayed amen amen
0: amen okay so before we get started we're gonna have an icebreaker a start a question as always and the fun little starter question for today is, if you had one million of your currency of choice, <laughs> cash, untaxed, what would you do with it?
1: Ah. <laughs> <laughs> no, the thing is, this question is even, it's even sounding so sweet in my ears because today me and Rido were talking about paying bills. And <laughs> being an adult is such a scam. Like, the things I do with one million... I'd probably just, like, buy a house so I don't have to, like, mm-hmm. pay rent, like, stuff like that. I should probably say invest it or something because that's probably the wise thing to do. I'd probably give away a large chunk, like, to church and to people who need it. Um, but, yeah, that's very bland, basic questions. Like, I don't have anything, like, wild that I would do. I would be a sensible
2: adult. <laughs> yeah, I went, my friend asked me this. I forgot to say I'll tie it so I'll probably say that now. Oh, um, that part. <laughs> part. but mm-hmm. I'll probably um, I like pay off my parents' house, buy a house, oh, that part. and probably buy land, just in case you ever need it in the future. Um, get I'll give some money to some tech bro to <laughs> get me some crypto or whatever. Oh, that call it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I didn't. I'll be like, go I'm buy me an NFT. yeah I don't know it's hard I mean it's a lot of money but it's a type I can also go quite quickly if you Mm -hmm. I was gonna say like a million is a lot of money but it's actually
1: not that much in Mm -hmm. today's like because even just like paying off a mortgage and buying a plot of land like your money by that point is near is near scattering (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah what would you do MH?
0: um i pay off my parents' mortgage, probably get a house. Maybe get another one in like um, Nigeria, just that you have a place to live. Mm. Um, Yeah. Uh, uh, Maybe put some away for like grad school. Give quite a more, like give away, give things away, but maybe, I don't know, to something like a charity or start my own. Mm. Um, And if I had left over. Uh, I would have leftovers, so I don't know what I would do. Probably just more, like, familial things. A trust fund Like for
2: your kids. Yeah, like oh, a trust fund.
0: No, you, you, yeah, like, it's stuff like that, more, like, things maybe for, like, my nan, for, like, cousins who aren't too well off, like, mm. family who've had a tricky time. Like, if I've got the money, then I just do that. And then, like, yeah, maybe if I had leftovers, invested, I feel like, mm, I'm sort of passive towards it. I just be like, I pay off the, like, the things that are important. Like, housing is a scam, so I pay that off. <laughs> that part. Um... And then, yeah, whatever is left, um, give it away and take care of the people who are dearest to me. And that's it, really. Mm.
1: No. Very wholesome, babes. That's giving growth, bro. From our being a billionaire is unethical, (laughs) but I still want a Birkin episode to now. (laughs) We've come a long way.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Oh. Shall we start with the first question? Yes, ma'am. Okay, so this uh, should we say submission that we received is quite long. So I'm gonna read the whole dilemma. I feel like I'm a YouTuber, like reading a little, yeah. and, you know, like that whole situation. So I'm gonna read the dilemma and then the questions. So, so this is the um, dilemma. I feel disconnected from church. I've been going to church most of my life, but during the pandemic, I was working on cultivating my relationship with God. Not an issue. Now that church has opened up, I don't feel the urge to go. It could just be the church I'm going to, but ladies, is it wrong for me to not feel connected to church, the building, or the institution as a Christian? Knowing someone who is Oh, losing... no, that's a different question. Oh, sorry. That's a different question. Okay, sorry. It could just be the church that I'm going to, but ladies, is it wrong for me to not feel connected to a church or b- the building or institution as a Christian? Hmm. I mean, I can start the answer off. I feel like it's totally okay to not feel I think it's normal first to not feel connected to your the building or institution. I think some of that could be due to like COVID and just how like people grew, grew and felt when they were not going into a physical space for a lot of people um, globally. Uh, but I would really, at least for me, I think there's a really big value in having a church community that you can enter and people that you can see and like do life with. Um, I think we're so blessed to live in today's age or like technology like facilitates so many different things like having online church. Mm. But I do think that like just as you wouldn't want to have a best friend, at least for me, I wouldn't want to have a best friend or mate or a cool circle that was only ever virtual, like the people that you love and appreciate the most, I guess. You make the most time to see in person, even if you don't live in the same area or region or country or state, um, as much as technology will help y'all's relationship, it is always a priority. Or at least somewhere in the back of your mind that you would want to see them. And I feel like that's sort of the same mm. in terms of like the people that you meet at church. And um, I don't know if this, era, the disconnectedness that you feel is just because of like you just enjoy online church or if they're like questions that you have about your specific church or like, you know, a branch of Christianity or um, what are they called? Denomination. A denomination. That's it. A denomination. Um, But I think yeah, Not not like church hopping Or church shopping But I think like a church Should be a home And it's not the first home You step into that you love Mm. When you're going house shopping So like if you need to Go somewhere else Then that's okay Um, Yeah that's that's my answer to that Mm.
1: I think Yeah I would definitely Echo that and say That there is like Value in having a, a Church community If nothing else To have like friends Who understand And can support you Along the journey Because I think Um God didn't create us to be um, islands. Like he created, he said that it's not good that man should be alone. I think that applies more than just um, Adam needing Eve. I think that means we need community, we need friends and everything. And the early church was definitely a model of what a a loving Christian community looks like. And I think if you have the opportunity to go and find that, I think it would be beneficial for you. But I think at the stage you're at right now, I don't think you should necessarily force yourself into a, a space that your spirit doesn't take to. Um, we obviously don't know the reasons exactly why you don't feel um, connected to the church. But I think um, if you have the time and if you have the means, looking for that community is, is something that will be really valuable in the long term. Um, but I think it is also great that you've taken time to cultivate a personal relationship with God because I think certainly yeah. before the, the pandemic, I think a lot of us, like a lot of Christians could fall into the tendency of thinking that their relationship with God was the sum of the things that happened at church and maybe the um, the Bible studies or whatever connected to it. And so in that way, like our relationship with God and the actual practice of going to church were synonymous. And I don't think that that's necessarily the case. And I, I think having that time to cultivate a personal understanding of who God is to you will be great in kind of shaping shaping your mindset when you do find a christian community and will also help you to find one which aligns with the way that you understand the god you serve so don't take it yeah. as a bad thing but i think pray on it and god will lead you to where where you need to be
2: yeah, i have nothing much to add apart from um, hebrews ten twenty five, which basically talks about not forsaking the gathering of the brethren yeah. and the new living translation Um halfway through says, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his returning is drawing near, and Christian community as much as friendship is also a form of encouragement. Um, sometimes even just being in physical church building would encourage you to, for the rest of your week. Um, yeah. Mm. So I think you knowing that, is it must be uncomfortable, like not you feeling so disconnected that's why you wrote the question i think just pray on it and ask god (laughs) it's kind of a cop-out question and answer but yeah (laughs) it's
0: true though No, i think it's true it's true no it really is
2: we do be called the let god
1: podcast so i guess (laughs) let god lead you honey (laughs) all right shall i read the second question okay so the second question says Knowing someone who's losing their faith, how would you comfort them without scaring them away? Okay, so I feel like this is a really, um, this is really difficult because everyone is different and will respond differently to different things. So I think firstly, just um, recognize the position that you have in their life, that you are not the Holy Spirit and if you do feel like you're trying to do things to, to bring them back and to show them the goodness of God and it's not working then it's not anything that you necessarily have done wrong and it's not a failure on your part just that people go through different times and spaces and emotions um, and and the, the faith journey isn't linear so it could well be that you know your friend is having a rough patch right now and it's nothing that you can say to them that will will do anything for them maybe they they have questions that you can't answer and that they can't answer right now but i think just to to remember Mm -hmm. that you know we're not navigating this world alone that the holy spirit is here and the holy spirit who spoke to them once before has the propensity to speak to them again um so i think kind of take that bit of pressure off you as well but i think in everything like in all our efforts to kind of I guess disciple people or evangelize to people. I think two things are fundamental. I, the first is unconditional love and really just showing the love that the Father has for us to them. And so, what that looks like in practice is not forcing, not maybe getting frustrated, not arguing and debating, but really just extending grace and, and patience for their situation. Mm-hmm. And I think that the other thing that's really important is to lead with experience and not like doctrine or fact or dogma or whatever it is, because
2: mm-hmm. you know
1: any, anyone could preach to you the Bible from A to Z and it, could, it, it won't mean anything to them. But when you lead with, you know, this is my savior, this is what he's done for me. And I really mm-hmm. just want him to do the same for you. And as your friend who loves you, I know how good God has been to me and I just want you to experience that. I think that's definitely the best approach and however they respond to it is kind of nothing to to do with you you know
2: you can only do your best yeah i definitely agree i think it's also important to remember that um faith is like an individual thing so you can't really force anyone to like get the faith back or and you can't transfer your own faith into someone else so like don't put so much pressure on yourself or feel like a failure if they don't listen to what you're saying um but also um i would stay away from using like typical church words especially if they were in the faith before like some things you've heard so many times it kind of feels empty cliche so yeah so Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. like leaning on what what when said about um leading with experience and just showing as much love of god as you can i think sometimes like some people just need a a step back and then they'll go back to um their faith and as the bible teaches in the um parable about the 99 and the one sheep that Mm. went, like god is always looking out for his people Mm. so you just have to pray that they get back to Mm. um where god wants them to be no for Mm. real remembering that god
1: loves your friend even more than you love them and like mm-hmm. even if you feel deflated at times or just at the end of your wits like god is willing to go to any lengths for that person to show him that um he loves them so yeah. rest assured in that even if you feel like you're flailing at the minute mm.
0: and just to echo what the girl said in jude 1 it says that we should have mercy on those whose faith is wavering mm. and um I think i've had i have like two close friends whose faith has wavered, one of them were like were quite close um and they sort of had like uh extended i guess you could say period away from like the faith um and then they had a few experiences which led them back, and so that's where they're at, at the moment um but for I, when we were talking about it in terms of like how they sort of found their way back. I guess you could say that. That's very cliche, but alas, that's what I'm going to use. They were saying that they appreciated the fact that me as their friend didn't sort of Bible bash them. Mm. And they said that they had, you know, sort of had other experiences with other people when they had expressed like, oh, this isn't really what I'm doing anymore. People just like send them Bible verses randomly or, you know, things like that. Things which are like Bible... the the word of God is really edifying and really can encourage someone. Um, but like the girls have said, sometimes you just need to be present and Mm. as scripture encourages us to be merciful. And I think it's in Isaiah 65. I just had it up, but my phone is taking forever to load. It talks about how this is, well, God speaking to the prophet Isaiah, that, um, he knows the needs of those. Mm. He knows our needs before we even pray about them. Mm. Mm -hmm. um, And that the things that he's already answered our prayers before even we've been able to pray. And I think that just shows, as the girls have said, God's heart in terms of like the concern that we have for others is so minuscule compared to the concern God has for his creation. Mm -hmm. And in that regard, I think as long as you make yourself um, available to be used in whatever way that looks like, if it's just being a good friend or like, you know. Just like hanging with them or, you know, why you know your relationship with them better than you like, you know, what your context of the what the context of your relationship is like. So as long as you make yourself available to be used and also keep praying for them, I think prayer is never futile. Mm. I think like that that's all that you can do. Um, And I yeah, I I, I I in my heart, personally, I'm of the opinion that like once you once you have really experienced God or Jesus, I don't think that even if you step away from the faith, I don't think that means that you, someone becomes ignorant of the fact that there is a God that still loves them. Mm. Like, I, I don't know if that's unpopular to say, that's my personal feeling, like even people who claim that they are um, not Christian or possibly even atheist, I just feel like, like, I don't know, I just feel like if you've met, if you've experienced God's love once, mm. like, I don't know like God can use that do you know what I mean yeah. like there's a memory of God's love God's mm. words his love is a legacy like it's not just static in one moment mm-hmm. um, and so yeah God will do what God's gonna do when I think you just don't Bible bash love them be a good friend you know mm. the usual and be patient mm-hmm. yeah, of yeah. Course.
2: that's beautiful yeah <laughs> that was lovely love that. that was <laughs> I read the next question what do you do when you are fed up with being a christian but you know (laughs) you know what the let me start again (laughs) what do you do when you're fed up with being a christian but you know the world has nothing for you i'm tired of being stuck in this contract but Mm -hmm. i don't want the consequences of being outside the contract ugh oh yes this person ended the question with ugh
1: (laughs) they fed up bori they fed up (laughs) I want to say like one thing that jumps out to me with this question is the use of the word contract Mm -hmm. and I'm I actually feel very sad like I know we laughed that the question was phrased like that but I feel very sad that this person feels like their relationship with God is a contract because Mm -hmm. that to me signifies like it's a list of obligations that you have to do and that you're bound by it and it's something that you kind of begrudgingly sign and you're locked into it but I don't think that our relationship with God should ever feel like something that we're forced into doing. Like God has made promises to us and, you know, has entered into a covenant relationship with us, but it's not a thing of, you know, you're locked in or that you like you have to do certain things in order to be a proper Christian, if that makes sense. I just don't feel like it's something you should be going through begrudgingly, like being a Christian is supposed to be freeing and it's supposed to involve joy. And if you're not feeling that, I would maybe start with understanding why that relationship to you feels like a contract and maybe looking at that. I don't know what you guys think.
0: I interpreted the question a little bit differently, honestly. When babe, guy, whoever was writing about their faith feeling like a contract, I interpreted it more like, heaven and hell are real so if i don't do this or if i'm not here even if it's not working for me then it's like the promises of god that have been sus- sustaining me in qu- quotations marks i don't really get to experience that's how i interpreted it so it's more like not that they're feel like their relationship with god is a list of obligations abandoned. yeah but more the fact that they're just like it's lit- like they're literally it's black and white it's yes or no it's hard or cold it's either you're in this and the promises of God are like yours or you're not. And so I, that's how I Mm. interpreting it. So they're like, they're tired of like, I don't know, maybe their relationship with God is fatiguing them, but they also don't want to be outside of the promises of God because they know that that just comes with its whole problems situation. Mm. Yeah. Um, so that's how I interpreted it. Um, I feel like I've been in that place before, um and how do i how do i get out of it when i feel like that give me a moment to think sorry i just wanted to clarify that i just interpreted that mm-hmm. specifically so if, if you have a specific uh, thing that i'm just yeah that's how i myself. interpreted
2: it as well and i've definitely had that thought where it's like you've grown up in the church you've been in the church for so long and it's just like tiring but you can't like step out because what am I stepping out for? And it's the type of thing where where you're kind of like in a lukewarm position because it's like if I want to be bad, let me be bad properly. <laughs> and, <laughs> but you know, but you know that there's right nothing for you in the world. And then yes, it's just exactly. tiring to like remain lukewarm. Like you should be hot or cold, and it is quite a mm. like a hard um, position. But I didn't. But I think mm, it is tricky. It's
0: tricky. But I think
2: the best way, which is just to be all the way hot, and I don't know how that would look like to the person who um who wrote it, but just going back to the basics of faith, I think that sometimes that's what you need and knowing like why you believe what you believe, like we're gonna be talking about for the rest of this season and just rediscovering that for yourself. Um, I don't think it has to be a contract. I think you just need to see like, what is the appeal of the other side and then kind of write like a pros and cons in your head maybe. And that will probably solidify it more in your thoughts.
0: I agree. Um I was just thinking back to like what I've done to be out of that cycle. Um and I think for me it's one remembering I watched a film recently which I would totally recommend. It's called The Shack. Um it's on Netflix at least in the USA, but I, it's a book as well. and You could probably find it on some site in the U- UK as well. Um and there's a part where God the Father who is well God's parental figure is played by who is played by Octavia Butler says that God, like she says, I don't want any prisoners. Mm. And I think that's so important. It's sort of hearkening back to what Winipa said about how you view relationship with God. Like, I'm going to be so real. Like, there are times where I'm like, God, let me just be, I'm going to be so honest. I know I should read my Bible, but I don't want to. So please help me with my day. I want to be, I want to show the kindness of Christ, but I'm not in the mood. No, that part. (laughs) And that's going to be me for the day. That's (laughs) me for the day. And it might be me for five days. Mm. And it might, like, that. I'm just going to be so real. Like, that's just what it looks like. But I think, especially on the point of knowing that, like, as I said, if I'm going to be bad, let me be bad. But you're just like, I don't even want to do that. Like, it's it's futile. I think on that point, it's so, at least for me, it really helps to live in remembrance in terms of, like, going back to, like, the part, the seasons in my life where I knew that God was, like, I really enjoyed my relationship with Mm. God. And not even trying to replicate them, just a reminder of it a reminder of what it felt like and the laughs that i had and Mm. the joy i experienced because i think sometimes you just need a bit of a refresher um and through that god can remind you of something that you did or something that you wanted to try or experience that you had that you can bring into your now um but then also i think um God will reward your resilience, and I don't know I feel like resilient. Having being resilient in the faith is not something that people I like people want to hear. I don't think like I'd want to hear that all the time either. But I think God does reward it. I'm reminded of Abraham, and there's a verse. It might be Romans 18. I read it this week. It's somewhere in Romans, and the writer is talking about how Abraham had a hope against hope. I and mean, when you deep it, it's just like Abraham and Sarah were waiting for their promised child for like 25 years. Mm. Like personally, me, if I was waiting for anything, if I'm waiting for anything for God for f- like three months, let's <laughs> uh, talk about three minutes. We're gonna brawl. Yeah. <laughs> Literally, we're gonna brawl. I'm gonna one v one my father in heaven, like
2: because it's, no, it's that just like, 1v1. <laughs> one v <laughs> one
0: with thunder and lightning. Break fire. Your head, like.
2: <laughs> hey, he did it with he somebody broke in the past. Jacob's Bible.
1: hip, not Jacob. Joshua's <laughs> yeah, his hip. hip. So, Somebody, no, is it Joshua, it's, it's is it Jacob? Is Jacob? You're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Yes. So, so, you know, I think being broken
1: is so painful as well. Like, bro.
0: <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so, like, I just feel like I don't care even remember my train of thought. Yes, Abraham's hope against hope. So, I think resilience in the faith is something that, like, we just do sort of have to practice and not even trying to be dismissive. I just think that if you really do believe somewhere that, like, this faith is true mm. and obviously you've expressed that you don't really want to do the whole like I'm gonna do me situation then it's just like just take it day by day I think that's all God really um can not even can ask if you wants of you to take it to take it day by day like 25 years is 365 days just accumulate like over and over and over again and that's how long it took for someone like no literally that's just what it is it's just days over and over and over again like you're not trying to be you know like simplistic but it's like sometimes that's just what it takes and i think that's okay and i think it's okay to be honest with other people like i'm honest with my parents for example because this is my safe space about um how i feel in the faith and i'm like my church was doing a fast this now this at beginning of year fast and they're like are you doing it and i was like no because i do not want my like i'm i'm so sorry i'm gonna be so real i was like i'm not doing the i'm not doing the fast because i do not want my relationship with god to feel like a burden right. so When my father tells me to fast, because I know God does, then I'll do Mm -hmm. it. But I'm not going to do it because it's the beginning of the year. La-di-da. And I'm not saying everybody should take that approach. I just know that for me in this season of faith and of life that I'm in, at least right now, it's more important for me to be honest with God than to perform with God. And I think that it will not last forever, but that's just what's working for me. So that's a very long answer. No, I love what you
1: said there about it's more important to be honest than to perform. And also, like, while you guys were talking, I was just thinking about the fact that, like, I feel the way that you maybe feel towards God right now, you could apply it to a lot of things, like, like, being in a relationship or something like it's not gonna be every day that you're lovey-dovey and deeply like on fire for the <laughs> other person like it might be times where you actually you're tired of them you're just like don't even breathe in my face bro like you are really annoy me right now like <laughs> don't breathe at all no, no that way like that's <laughs> a ick. why are you breathing and like um you know you, you're maybe fed up but you think Oh, do you know what? Actually, when I was single, I used to pray for times like this. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, when I was single, there was no one to watch Netflix with. It was cold. I wasn't able to steal anybody's jumper. And so I think it's about kind of just um thinking like, okay, right now in this moment, things might not feel as passionate and exciting as they did. Things might even feel stale. But it's just realizing that like, I guess it, it's it's safer and happier for you in it than out of it but i think it takes you to realize that Mm. for yourself because no one can tell you like oh christianity is better than being in the world unless you actually feel that for yourself because ah you'll be looking at people having nice things doing nice things having fun enjoyments but you have to really be convicted of that yourself and i think what you said mh about remembrance and so often you know is especially a good example is like the Israelites all throughout their tra- traversing in the desert. One thing God would always say <laughs> to them was like, remember, remember how you were slaves in Egypt. Remember how I brought you through. Remember, 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 remember. And I think that's, that's the key.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And also about the consequences of being outside the contract. <laughs> that to me as well. That's is, a tricky part, isn't it? That's very interesting because... Okay, if you're talking about heaven and hell whatever like that's a we'll get onto that later but if you're talking about um like blessings and stuff and just like I don't know, how do what do you guys think about like God's goodness? God's
0: goodness. Like God yeah. I, oh, heaven, I thought of it as more as heaven and hell. I'm heaven talking and hell, so. heaven as hell. I thought I was asking you if you think Oh, they were possibly talking about like God just like forsaking them.
1: (laughs) No, I was talking about I thought it meant maybe God forsaking them. But I think that's maybe because Mm. in my daily walk, I don't really think of Christianity in those kind of absolute terms. You know how uh, a lot of people like people will get scared into believing because they'll think like, oh, Mm -hmm. I don't want to go to hell. And I think maybe I did feel that at some point. But now I think I'm in a place where even though I do be slipping up maybe five, six, seven times a day eh, making mistakes and stuff I know who God is and I don't think of things as absolutely as like oh I've messed up, I'm going to hell mm. or I'm having a rough patch, I'm going to hell because like like God's heart for people, like I wish you could just understand the heart that he has for you and the patience that he has for you like mm. it's not one rough season of your life that's is he's going to cast you away and say I don't know who you are fam, do you know what I mean like Think of the length that God has already gone to just to have a relationship with you, just to have the opportunity to commune with you. Like he's not going to throw that away because of your season of doubt or whatever. And I think he's so understanding. Like he's been here in human form. Like he's felt the things he he didn't want to die he said father mm. take this mm. cup he's felt all those emotions mm. i'm sure jesus was sick of being the son of god at that point lord knows i would be too if i knew i was finna die be me up. Wow, Like, <laughs> be me I say up. i'm tired of being the son of god why couldn't i just be a pharisee or something else like why could not i just be a brother? let's start there a like, fisherman a fisherman and not even a fisher of men so just know the line. <laughs> what 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 <laughs> so, I just know that like he understands and and god god is not dark-sided like god doesn't have Mm -hmm. this vengeful thing where he's literally waiting for people to slip up and say ha see like you should have followed me like Mm -hmm. just just be patient like don't give up on god because god won't give up on you
0: he's able amen (laughs) (laughs) so beautiful I love that. That was really good, Juanita. Thank you for sharing no that. No
1: problem. Thank you, Jesus.
0: <laughs> Should I ask the next question? Yeah. I think this is our last yes. one. Yes, this is our last question. So um, this person just asked if we could do an episode on why we can't, why they can't feel the Holy Spirit anymore. And they're saying they can't feel God's presence like they used to. They know that God has been blessing them, and they know that God's there, but why can't they feel it? Love you guys. God bless you. Love you, hon. Oh, thank thank you. you so much for sharing.
2: Yeah i think with the christian faith it's very easy to rely on feelings Mm -hmm. especially um like in our days and day and age where everything is like so like fast you kind of have to play yeah a lot of things play to emotions to capture your attention for a long time um so number, number one would be just because you feel you don't feel the Holy Spirit doesn't mean He's not there, mm-hmm. and just like, like now I'm in uni. Like just because I don't feel my parents' saying, like presence doesn't mean like right. I can't feel their love type of thing. Right. Um. So I think that's something to be careful about, and I I've definitely been in this the position where it's like oh one there was one season of my life where I would be in worship and i'll be crying every week but now i don't feel like tears not (laughs) once (laughs) yeah so um i think i just feel like you can't always be relying on emotion to and feelings as a tracker of whether your Mm. relationship is stagnant or it's moving um what do you guys think yeah no, I agree. I'm just looking
0: sorry continue oh no,
1: on. I w- no, you go ahead actually i'm I'm looking for something.
0: I think I would just echo what um I am emphasize I think we can sometimes think it, a faith a Christianity is very sentient, and I think that's beautiful because we should feel god gave- God gave us emotions, so it it'd be great if we can use that in that part of our life, but I also feel like I think that's something that's be a re- that has been a recurring thread in this sort of discussion. It's just that like our faith with God is seasonal, and what my faith looked like when I was nineteen right. is not what my faith feels like We're now, turning twenty-two, and that's okay. And I think that's like the beauty and the joy of having a relationship with God, um, and specifically in Christianity, because it's not like there are a there are it's not like there are sort of daily expectations or commandments that we must satisfy to know that our faith is legitimate right. what your faith looks like in each season and like even as simple as what your faith looks like when you're working full time may not be what your faith looks like when you're in school may not be what your faith looks like when if you're a parent or whatever else um and so I think yeah like I emphasized I wouldn't get too hung up on the on the sentient part and I think also like sometimes just listening to a new worship album without trying to sound too reductive can really just help like remind you of the things about faith or about God that you really do enjoy mm-hmm. i know like for me the girls know all my friends know cc Winans is my best friend in my Perk. head and sometimes when i'm just literally having like when i'm when i don't know what to sing i sing a cc winans song like when i don't know how to feel about something i'll play her throne room album right. and maybe it'd be cool to have that sort of resource it might not be an album it might just be a conversation or a note that you have in your journal that you know was so from um was um given to you by god like whether it's a like notes or whatever, or vision, or you know, whatever it is, whatever your thing is with God, just returning back to that and just being like, God is still the same right now, even when I can't quote unquote feel him. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I feel you, babe. Um, we we get that, but try not to get too hung up on the on the sentiment bit.
1: Yeah, I I think uh, I said a lot of my thoughts about this in the episode that we did that's called why is there a rolls royce on the church um stage or something (laughs) um when i was just talking about like um kind of sensational faith in in this regard kind of relying on feelings and sensations and stuff so i'll refer you back to that and not not repeat all of that but i will say like even if you don't have this particular physical feeling i think take this as an opportunity to see the other ways that god can communicate with you because like God is infinite and he's not always going to speak to you in the same way. And he's not always going to come in the way that he did before. And like the question says, you know, God has been blessing me and I know he's there. Well, like what a joy that is. Like you might not be feeling God as like some sort of like tingling in your bones or like some some butterfly in your stomach or tears or something. But you're feeling him through the things that you're seeing him do for you. And I don't think that that's any less legitimate way to to experience God than having some physical feeling. And I think that a lot of times it can be like, we can really base our faith off what we see from other people. And sometimes it might be like, oh, this person does this when they worship. This person does this when they praise. And that used to really Mm. get to me because I was like, am I not worshiping properly? Am I not praising properly? But I think Mm. God would rather have your, earnest worship than a replica of somebody else's like maybe that's what
0: yeah his
1: spirit looks like for them in their lives but for you right now take god as he is continue (laughs) listening and and be open to experiencing him in a a new way because like even even with your friends like if you have friends that you've had since primary secondary school you're not kikiing about the same stuff you did in primary school as you did in secondary as you did now like Me and my friends used to dance to Pixie Lot in the playground. Do you think I would do that now? (laughs) I mean, maybe. To be honest, there's a high likelihood I could see myself doing that. But it's not my go-to form of enjoyment. It's not my go-to way to experience joy with my friends. And Mm -hmm. see that with God as well. Maybe it was crying in the previous season. This time it's blessings. Oh, don't look a gift horse in the mouth. Take them blessings, babe. (laughs) Lord knows I would like a couple extras. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> i love that that's
1: a really good analogy okay guys thank you so much for listening to today's episode which was a compilation of uh you guys questions which we kind of grouped under help i'm losing my religion um because there was like some related themes in there um we hope that if you actually asked one of these questions that the answer was edifying for you but above all that you continue to seek god's guidance on it and just just pray to him because he knows you better than us that's for sure chair Mm -hmm. um but we will keep you Mm -hmm. in our prayers as well because we know like you're talking to three people who have been through the extremities of all the emotions and the seasons and the feelings so we really sympathize um as always though continue to send us questions because we are planning to do more of these kind of ask lgp episodes um throughout the season so if you feel maybe that you sent us stuff ages ago and we haven't addressed it, <laughs> it's coming. Don't worry. Um, but as always, you can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, at Let God Podcast. Um, what else do I need to say? We do games on Saturdays. Yes, we do games on our Instagram on Saturdays. So come have a little joke with us. Have a kiki. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> But yeah, I think that's all for now. Feel free to support the podcast.
0: The link is there in the bio. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to our one supporter. God will no, bless you. No, for God real, we have Amen. a supporter. So
1: God bless you. Like, it means so much. And as you can hear, like, we don't just use the money on frivolous things. Like, can't you hear that we leveled up? <laughs> 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 all right, guys, in all seriousness, we'll see you next week. Thank you so much. We love you and God bless. Bye. Bye. God bless. Love you lots.
0: Bye!